This far, yeah. Thanks for listening. In the list, yeah. Um, we are in Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, still on season two. Yes. We haven't recorded as much this weekend because we've been very involved in football. Yes. But. And we had my husband came with us this time, so we fucking guy. That guy. <laughs> so we've just been, you know, sort of enjoying being friends with each other. Yeah, we kind of forgot what that was like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. So, friends first. Friends first, funeral story second. Yes, is our rule for Family third. <laughs> Family third. <laughs> yeah, right. that's healthy. That feels good. That feels about right. Yeah. God fourth. Yeah. God and all others, mm-hmm. all other deities come yes. forth. <laughs> because they failed me with fucking football this weekend. So, <laughs> you know what? You can take a fucking seat. You can sit in the back. Sit down. It's like I have to give too much in this relationship. <laughs> I don't like those. Oh, <laughs> no. So yeah, we're back with another episode. And guys. Guys, guys, guys. We have a, I was going to say another very special guest. <laughs> we have a very special guest again. Again. A repeat. We are so happy. A fan favorite at this point. Yes. Listener loved. <laughs> creator of The One. The only milk jeans, Mr. Bob Yonka, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, wait, I should have done that before. Seth, put in the, put in yeah. the, all the, pause, 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 pause. Okay. We, we have the sign that flashes in the corner. <laughs> no, I'm, you know, since that last episode, I think I got, you got, there was some really good reassuring compliments that I was given. I took those. I listened to a part of that episode. It sounded natural. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. so. You have a great voice. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Jin and TJ both said so. Who said? Jin and TJ. Oh, are they authorities? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. They listen to Good. things sometimes. Anyone that says something nice about you is an authority. Yes. Yeah. In my, no, they are definitely. Their opinion matters. Their opinion matters. <laughs> Seth and said you had a good voice, too. Oh, good. Yeah. And I said it, so... <laughs> Awesome. So you're done. Yeah. So wrap it up. You're good. You have a career. Oh, yeah. Well, it's good to be back. And How's um, Milk Jeans doing? So here's what we did. After those first, after the first episode ran, we quickly made 10 pairs. you smart. Yeah. So we got those out. Um, and like I was saying, these are like snowflakes, man. There's never been two that were the same. Some are snug. Some are a little bit loose. Is that a strength or a weakness? I mean, ask the 10 people who just <laughs> busted down the door. No, I'm not going to. That was one thing I walked away from those other episodes door. thinking like, man, we, we uh, I got to go a little lighter on the uh, milk jeans like, next time. <laughs> but seriously. I might sound too serious. The real milk jeans on Instagram. Yeah. Give us a follow. Yeah. So, okay. If you remember 
the uh, episode, two episodes we had with Bob. Uh, the first one, we talked about how he had so many funeral stories that he didn't even realize he had. And he shared a couple of those with us. And I think the best part is now. The fact that I made him withhold this funeral story. And I hope we do it justice mm-hmm. because it seems like a very... well. Without giving too much away right off the bat, you want to listen to this one all the way through. But without giving too much away right off the bat, I think that this friend of yours sounds like a very special person, and it seems like he lived and died with dignity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with that, I want to know a little bit about your friend. What was his name? How did you meet him? I mean, I already yeah. know, but I want them to know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> And Laura. Laura doesn't know. Yeah, so we'll, uh, I don't know if I mentioned, we lived in Seattle mm-hmm. um, for five years, my wife and I. And during that time, um, created almost like we have in Athens, this sort of unique family yeah. Um, yeah. of friends. And there we had um, a group of friends where uh, we always went for Thanksgiving and holidays or um, just well, we had one friend and, and his house was the place that we would get together. Um, and through that process, we met Aaron. Aaron um, was a little bit older than my wife and I. Um, great guy. Um, just right off the bat, somebody who um, just was engaging to talk to, always was genuinely interested in you know, what you were doing and sort of the things that, that you knew or, the, or had experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a, a, a good guy, just to just kind of shoot the breeze with what did he do um he as i knew him um when i was in design school um was getting a master's degree and i think he had always been kind of a, a creative mind either yeah I, I, and i can't tell you exactly um uh what he yeah what he did while i was in seattle um but when we were together in london he was studying and um and working there nice um and then Soon uh, after the la- in 2011 is when he got sick. Um, so wait, so you were in Seattle. You met him in 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, roughly okay. 2000. And then um, our good friends in Seattle, Gabe and Rob, moved to London. And, okay. And that and Aaron spent a lot of time uh, with them in London, and that's where he went to school. Okay. Um. So we were at that time working in Zambia, and we were connecting often through London. So sure. we'd go into London, stay for three days, and just hang out with those guys. Nice. Very cool. Okay. So, yeah. So when we look back at like 15 years of friendship, it wasn't somebody that lived down the street, like say, yeah, you know, people and you know, people you, I see every day, but, but somebody that I would see on special occasions and, and, and someone you just, had a connection with where and, you like, yeah, pick you could up always right just pick you, up. Yeah. That's kind of like mm-hmm. Laura and I went how many years without talking? Yeah. Five, five, five years. Yeah. And then we saw each other and it was like not a day had passed. So those connections Mm -hmm. are very Mm -hmm. important, very very special connections. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you met up or you would meet up with him. When was the, well, I'll let you take. So like, so the last time that we were together was in France. Our friends, Gabe and Rob that live in London have a a place that they visit or a vacation house in the South of France. Can I meet? Them. Yeah, we, we should go to this house. I'm Let's, serious. Okay, yeah. done. So we fly into Barcelona for us, and then drive um, drive into France. That's incredible. It's wow, really? Like, yeah, I it's go. like <laughs> maybe you would see it in a puzzle, like a 
500 piece puzzle like a puzzle like like, (laughs) their house not a magazine a puzzle that's where your brain gets (laughs) (laughs) there's a little guy in the puzzle walking with a loaf of bread (laughs) that he has just purchased and a bottle of wine and milk and milk I feel like he's not carrying a gallon though he's carrying like I feel like I just learned so much about Bob by his brain went straight to puzzle not like a very picturesque from National Geographic or not a portrait mm -hmm. not a painting no puzzle it's a puzzle there's there's stone bridges I just got one more piece to your puzzle Bob (laughs) (laughs) and so did you with that (laughs) all of you now so did our listeners I'm not surprised that you went straight to puzzle (laughs) He's like piecing it together. He's he's over here like it's gonna be a very spotty episode because he's gonna be over here like sorry, there's just this one piece I can't find where to put of this picture. I can't. So you know what I mean though. Like you might even shellac it and then put it on the wall. Oh, so Mm -hmm. a a painting. Yeah. So um, on this trip though, we so we all get together. um, We had just spent a, a a month or something in Zambia. We arrive in 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 the south of France and it's it's like this old crew that we you know been together with so many other times um, Aaron looked good he um, was like 10, ten years older than me um, but was you know always in much better shape and had like a physique that yeah. you knew required self-control yeah yeah, that um, I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you get it like in sputters sometimes. It's like, yeah, or not. Not since okay. having a kid now. So. <laughs> and without Adderall, no. But we would go for, we would run through, you know, from that house down the hill and pretty much back up. Um, and that time he he had mentioned that he just wasn't feeling right running. Yeah. And that he, what, you know, was kind of a short run or you know in the past he he couldn't yeah couldn't kind of get through so after that i think my timing might be a little bit off but he started visiting lots of doctors and and trying to figure out and this is 2011 yeah roughly yeah okay yeah so um he was eventually diagnosed with leukemia Mm. and and that seemed like something that he was going to be able to manage wow um that's yeah. But it was not, they were never really able to to determine what his body was mounting a, a response to. Oh, wow. So I kind of want to know a little bit more about Aaron and who he was as a person. I know you said that you didn't really know what he did, but I want to know more about yeah. Aaron. I want to know what you know about Aaron. Yeah, so he, I mean, when, when I met <laughs> him in Seattle, know? no, I met him in Seattle and he, he had a, a serious boyfriend at that time. Um, and that ended, I think, kind of, poorly um, from what what he had said and what I heard Um, and then from that point I don't think he seriously dated um, after that and in these later years when um, he could have really used the help of somebody um, you know a spouse and at that time a partner to go through all of um, the things he went through um, I think that that probably weighed on him a little bit he Mm. he there was things that he do you think that's why he clung to his group of friends so closely? Oh, I mean, I, at the end, and, and even through from the point that he was diagnosed, um, his friends were were his his main his family his family. Yeah. And, and where was he from? He's from Minnesota, Minnesota. Um, and moved to Seattle. Spent some time in Portland. So did he um, change his last name? He did. Okay. Yeah, his last name was um, yeah it was um, uh, it, it is now M C Q. Yeah. Um, and it was at some point Macquarie. Okay. Okay. So he, it was MCQ. So he, 
It was not Mick Q. It's not. It was not. It was not Mick Q. Okay. No. But it, it, today it is Mick Q. It, it's hmm. very much of a. Um, who was the, the uh, McQueen? Yeah. Alexander McQueen feels yeah. like very much like a that kind of a, wow. Yeah. That is my child. It's bedtime, guys. In the background. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're recording this at bedtime. Um, so just listen, yeah. ignore. This is a podcast, very unprofessional, not in yeah. a soundproof studio. So. Mm-hmm. Moving on, <laughs> donate to our Patreon so, so we can so we can soundproof room. So then I'll, <laughs> maybe I can back up from that okay, point yeah, too. Yeah. To to the point that he was diagnosed with leukemia, um, mm-hmm. he still never got better, and there was still something else that was um, happening, and specialists couldn't determine exactly what it was until finally, I think it was maybe through deduction that they um, diagnosed him with uh, ALS. Oh wow! Um, and it was that almost the same time. It was almost the same time that it was very popular online um, with the yeah. ice bucket stuff. But that's got to be kind of weird for him, being like diagnosed with this, almost feeling like, "Wow, this is the worst time to be no, diagnosed." But yeah, <laughs> I, I look back at anything that's like that, like as long as that money went to where it was, yeah. was to go, yeah, he, it's great. It's yeah. it wasn't. He knew it probably wouldn't help him in his lifetime, but shoot. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, so, but, but for him, that diagnosis was just like this being born into a new world where you were going to need expensive new equipment, um, a new bed, a wheelchair, um, things that take lots and lots of money and the, and the idea that you wouldn't be able to work. And it is um, such a degenerate, like there is, it's going to end badly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, on top of all this, you're contemplating like, okay, yeah, this is probably the best day. The next one's going to be a little yeah. bit worse. And um, mm-hmm. he, he knew and and that he just need really good friends. And um, my friends Gabe and Rob, like, I mean, I think they've they gave him a lot of, of support. Um, yeah, and and helped him. Uh, and then he had great friends that you know were right there with him in Seattle. So well, and you even did a a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So shortly after that diagnosis, when he started, when the bill started mounting, yeah. I was training for my first marathon. Mm-hmm. And so my brother and I, um, we were going to raise money um, for, we, we just thought we probably could um, get the friends that we have to, to pull some money together for him. And at the same time, one of his other friends was doing something similar. So we kind of joined forces. We both had our separate campaigns. Um, and in total, I think we, we, raised about ten thousand dollars wow and it was like just a sea of from the moment that i i I posted that i'm getting emails of people i know my family my friends some mutual friends and then just a barrage of just people i I don't know and Mm -hmm. so there were people out there um that wanted to help and he obviously needed it and so that was i mean it was pretty cool to be able to to make that connection and when was the marathon you did that was in um november 2015 so my brother and i went th- went down to do it and got halfway done and they closed the course what? so we didn't, we didn't get to finish it? it that was in savannah oh, it was too you hot did the, yeah okay i know what you're and talking so about. damn so i went back the next year and, and, finished, and finished it that's yeah. awesome wow so okay you did this at this point had you uh, I guess accepted or realized that you m- might not see him again. Um, I always thought that I would go back to Seattle yeah. because we were going back there every you know every year or every other year, and then you know we just get busy. I had a well, kid, yeah, had a kid and yeah. then like five years go by and we just never got back there. So 
Um, I didn't feel bad that I didn't get to sure. go back. Yeah. Um, but you weren't doing this knowing that you wouldn't see him again. I had kind of probably come to that realization. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that the fundraising thing was, was kind of an awkward thing for him because sure. he, 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 your pride and like, you don't really want to ask people to help yeah. or, you know, and, and he said he would, he would do it one time and wouldn't do it again. And, um, so people came out though and it showed that he really had a cool I mean a, from being a young kid to yeah well that probably contributed a little bit to his decision that we'll get to yeah um he he put something on social media around that same time oh, yeah, you yeah. know just to let people know and then then he kind of went away you know like kind of went off social media and yeah. that, that for me to look back on was kind of like be, was the start of kind of a lonely yeah. a loneliness that goes along with going through that. So yeah. um, again, a wish during that time I would have reached out, but um, you know, months, I can go back to my email now and look how many months passed yeah. between the times I would, we'd get back in touch. But um, in the fall of 2017, so almost a year ago, he started sending things to, to friends. He was getting rid of stuff. Mm. Um, things he thought other people would think were cool or at least um, would, you know, just had a have a, pl- have just put a play, you know, yeah. if you look around your house, where would you give your stuff to? Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I got a box in the mail from him that was a glass tray <laughs> that um, was broken. Oh no. Yeah, but I couldn't tell him it was broken. And he eventually asked me if it was broken. <laughs> I told him it was broken. But sent me this really nice glass tray, but it had the recipe for a lemon cheesecake Aww. that you make with you know, put on that tray. Um, he get, he had a bunch of Snoopy stuff. So he sent John um, some Snoopy cookie cutters, a piggy bank, uh, like one of those glass pigs that's a piggy yeah. bank. Yeah. Um, and a George Harrison record to me, um, which I'll always cherish. Yeah. So um, we just had to send him homemade cookies, and we did that a few more times. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't know. I'm t- kind of looking through You're some fine. things and, and notes. Um, Where's my fucking trays? What? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There's one story I wanted to tell was when we lived in Seattle and borrowed something that was left at our friend's house that was his it was a stu- we, we needed some stuff for a party and mm-hmm. so we borrowed the, this wooden tray and we immediately just destroyed it by <laughs> you know like what you would do to a fancy serving tray you yeah. don't cut it no cut on it and stuff no definitely so not. it looked really bad so <laughs> they our friends didn't want to get one of, want us to use it because it was aaron's and it wasn't theirs to give anyway so we kind of stressed a little bit because we didn't really know aaron at the time and anyway i told him in this email i was like hey man it was us we were in that tray <laughs> Um, actually, I don't think we even gave it back to you. And his, his response is just, where's my fucking tray? <laughs> that's the, sub, the subject line of this thread that goes on for months has now changed just to, where's my fucking tray? So every time that we communicate after that, where's my fucking tray? Is fucking what you got the response. <laughs> that's so re, 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 re. <laughs> where's my fucking tray? 
Um, yeah, and he said to me at that time, he he was like, "Oh man, I I should have sent you this silver plated Snoopy, and I have this dog this doghouse bank, and but you know what? The weight was already so high in that box. I just had to send it. So anyway, um, but I could tell there was even more stuff that he like wanted my son, who's five, yeah. to have all this you know weird Snoopy stuff that you accumulate when That's you're so cool. fifty years old still. Yeah, there was one part, if I may, um, where you sent me the, in the email where you said he'd talk about how things in life didn't mean much to him anymore. He liked giving things away, then finished the same email saying he didn't want to give his art away to just anyone. Quote, I realize half this letter is about how little I care about things and the other half, <laughs> how much I care about art. I'm as full of contradictions as anyone, apparently. End quote. Oh. And I was like, that's yeah, so real. It's like, it is. Yeah. yeah. But he, this, those are the words of someone who knows they're dying. Yeah. Yeah. And those like yeah. that, like self awareness and, and like difficulty mm-hmm. of accepting, and then also like the power of accepting it, but then also that na- very natural desire to not want to die. Mm-hmm. 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 To not, it's, and then he sounds so like you're so young, full of life, like robbed of it mm-hmm. i can imagine also someone in that situation that doesn't have any children and you you want yeah. your things to be taken care of and you want it to go to someone that's going to take care of it but you also want to be surrounded by the things you love when you're mm-hmm. when you're going to die and mm-hmm. i mean and that's it's funny doing because I, I sell vintage clothes and i sell you know i've will and deal antiques and vintage and i have most of my life and i always think about that when i go to these estate sales and they're the people that just pick apart through someone's belongings like vultures yeah, you know, yeah. and the way they yeah. treat things but I always think of it like this was something that someone held on to until their dying day yeah. and I want to take it I want to take care of it and I want to treasure it and I don't, I don't I'm not a a tchotchke person I don't have a lot yeah. of things and not at a, a hoarder no and I don't have a lot of like even Gary was just saying our house isn't even really decorated <laughs> I'm not that kind of person but I when I do find something that speaks to me I think of it as this is something that a person held on to that long and I want to cherish it and I want to take care of it the way that they they did because yeah. it must have meant something to them if they held on to it yeah. their entire life yeah. Yeah. For sure, and, and so, I think so he was thinking too. To I don't want to burden anybody with my stuff. Right. I don't want to give you stuff that then you're going to have to make a decision on what you right. want to do. With. Yeah, well, he probably yeah. carefully chose who he was going to. Oh, send I think so. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's God. really sweet. It is sweet, and also like when you're alone with yourself and your thoughts, and you mm-hmm. know you're dying. Like you have to put a lot of thought into these things because it's yeah. like, it's painstaking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that looking death in the face is never fun. Mm-hmm. He sent me an email around that time. And he said, "Well, I'm no good at maintaining communications with anyone anymore." And you can picture him; he can barely talk. I don't think yeah. he could talk at that time, and still wow. managing to to type out a message. And he sent me a message. Yeah. Um, but he said, um, "I've been quiet for a long time. A good day is when I get to check email and respond to whatever I absolutely ought to." Writing personal emails devolves into a sort of meaning of life rambling. Mm. I just haven't learned how to write a nice, concise, communicative communicative update even after a fuck of a lot of time <laughs> to practice. So you've been on my mind and I simply want to say hello and send a little friendly cheer. And oh, wow. and so and then and then like it just follows up with he's been told that he he has five months left and oh, the doctors have 
I mean, this was a different email, yeah. but shortly, you know, like it, things were kind of moving quickly mm-hmm. at this time, but, um, he had been given a diagnosis of five months, um, and he knew this was coming. Um, but the difficulties in breathing when you get to that stage are just terrifying. Yeah. So, um, he, you know, it was very scary to, it, it says, um, it, can I, yeah, it says, um, I've had frank conversations with physicians from the beginning. More recently, we've talked through implications of worsening ability to breathe, including death. He's based his prognosis on the day's test result on that day's test result, as well as my history of declining respiratory function, my overall condition, and the rate at which ALS has progressed in my case. Feeling smothered is as unsettling as imagined. Knowing it will get worse is unimaginable. Oh. Death waits for no man and all that jazz. So I've been brainstorming ways to cultivate intentional days and comfortable nights. I have palliative, 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 palliative care. Thank you. I was going to fucking stutter on that for an hour. <laughs> I have palliative care in home and embracing my inner sloth by lounging. Thanks for the Dutch slipper, Karen, <laughs> through Netflix series, Hagen dies ice cream for dinner and jazz blues radio. What would you do? I'm all ears to ideas, silly or otherwise. Oh my gosh. That about intentional days and comfortable nights. Mm-hmm. Right in the gut. That's yeah. the quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and he never wanted sympathy. I don't. He didn't really no. care for prayers and and you he, know, well, a lot yeah. of sympathy. He, he wanted, but yeah. he wanted support. And yeah. he had said that gave him a circle of energy when people would say, "Hey, I'm thinking about you." And I think that's something like let's have a little takeaway. Like that's something we can take away. It's just the little time that it takes to tell somebody like I'm thinking about you. Yeah. And that's when you would send the cookies and you send some cookies. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah. So we would send cookies and my cookie is this Mexican, Mexican wedding cake, which is a cookie. It's Mm -hmm. okay. I want those. You know, those Mm -hmm. they're rolled in powdered sugar. They've got nuts. Yeah. 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 And they're, I thought they were Danish wedding cookies. Yeah. They're similar. Yeah. They're wedding cookies. Yeah. <laughs> but he'd eat those for breakfast, I think. That's every day, so or, cute. or every meal. Every and that's kind of like, oh, I mean, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, if you're dying. Yeah. Why but not? I, yeah. As I look back on it, and I, I think the saddest part of his struggle is the loneliness and yeah. um, the fact that he didn't have somebody that, you know, that he could go through that struggle with. Um, but. Um, he did, you know, he wanted people to jump in and help where they could. And he had lots of people that did that. Um, I think the healthcare system was just uh, terribly frustrating. I, yeah. and I think that's highlighted by his death. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he, and he got so sort of caught up in all of those processes, though. Yeah. You know, he had to navigate by himself and all the All the forms red tape. And, and, the, and the giving the same information probably yeah. over and over to the various... I mean, it's exhausting. You probably yeah. die quicker. Yeah. Like, you're. it's yeah. just exhausting. I can't even imagine. I don't ever want to yeah, have he, to. Yeah, I'm just kind of going through a message oh, yeah, where he yeah. was talking about that. and, and Wait, that. Do you want to read it? Well, I mean, you don't have to. He was saying it's been a shitty week and fighting. I'm fighting the feeling of being overwhelmed, if that's possible, to succeed in pushing the rock up the hill. That is, mm. I would relish shutting down if I didn't have pokers and bureaucratic fires. <laughs> yeah, and he goes on to talk about dying while single is Aww. is you know difficult. Aww. So, um, uh says maybe our society favors easy options or maybe bureaucrats are lazy so they assume that everyone sick or dying has a partner who dotes yeah. on them and someone that's 
uh, there to assume all those responsibilities 24-7. And to know every facet of my personhood, to fill out forms, make calls, drive to pharmacies and clinics, and on and on. That's so... Yeah. And that's how we finished the email. It's weird and fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. um, and then, okay, back to my breakfast at 7.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, but you know, like, the fact that he was sending those emails, um, that was, like, y'all were his family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when I went back and looked at that email today, he was putting those meaning of life ramblings, I think. I think he was finding ways just to put those at the end of his email. Um, one that said, do stuff. Be clenched, curious not waiting for inspiration's shove or society's kiss on your forehead. Pay attention. It's all about paying attention. Attention is vitality. It connects you with others. It makes you eager. Stay eager. And so... It's sort of his diary. Yeah. Yeah. He needed yeah. he needed a way to put his last words out into the universe. Sure. And that's well, kind he of how credited he, did it. he credited that with somebody else. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. But yes. Like yeah. How many yeah. times do you take a quote in your? I mean, yeah. even especially your dad's like yeah articles and stuff. He would quote people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of sometimes people mm-hmm. can say it better than you. Can. And maybe it hits you. At at that time in your life, maybe you read that quote at another time and you thought, well, that's a really interesting thing to say. But then in a stage in your life when it means something to you, I need to tell someone else this quote because it means something really different to me now. And I need them to understand how much it means to me now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. It's kind of awesome that you can go back and read the emails. Yeah. 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 I mean, is this the first time you've done it? I mean, I guess it's pretty... No, you know what, uh, what my little anxiety thing is? I've had, I've journaled before, uh-huh. like briefly. Uh-huh. Like, anyway, so... I recommend that's a, it. That's great. But yeah, I still should. have it. I like yeah. to know that I have it. Yeah. I've never wanted to go back and read it, but I like to know it's there. And I think yeah. the emails are, are like that too. Well, yeah, just don't write anything you don't want people to read after you're gone. <laughs> With a subtle wink. <laughs> you know how diplomatic I am, though. Like, I'm not going to piss anybody off. Yeah, it's true. You, know, you definitely won't. You won't even write your journal for yourself? Everybody's yeah, no. got aliases. You have to find the alias journal to do the connections. Yeah, it's written in, like, hieroglyphics. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, like, Those journals are never strong. Someone will find a bank key. Like, what is this safety yes. deposit box, box for? And that's, <laughs> that's where you're... Your journal is it's yep. his real musings yeah but he really thought of the everyone. musings of bob's real life well, this we're gonna have another episode we found the journal i'm gonna read your real journal at your funeral so, assuming you go before me the lost scrolls of bob the lost scrolls no you just record it now and then you got the dvd to be played at bob's funeral yeah gonna come over when we're not home and fuck hit all y'all. <laughs> fuck you haters that's it you got so many things planned to do in this room i know this this is a <laughs> sanctuary now <laughs> except the exact opposite of yeah the sanctuary sorry bob yeah, we went I'm off sanctuary i'm sorry you say you're a sanctuary i said what's the opposite un sanctuary oh yes okay i thought i said i'm a sanctuary i was like what um Okay. Your body, I'm your body is a temple. A wrecking ball. I yeah. I'm just pouring. I'm I'm pouring gasoline into the temple <laughs> and lighting a fire. 
That's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> not now, Casey. <laughs> horrible timing. Oh, wow. Coo, 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 coo. You're always appropriate. Always Look at your face. Always coming in You're at the like right time. trying to steer it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying to wreck it. She's trying to steer it. And yeah. I feel like you are also trying I'm to like, steer it. What should I do? Just put my hands up? What would you do, Laura? Hmm. This is the one time I feel like I don't have to steer it, so it's kind of nice. So you thought you were steering? No, Bob, you have to grab the wheel. <laughs> you're, that's Sorry. why you're here. Okay. Here to help us. So I do have one question. So he had leukemia and ALS. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know no, if, if those two were, were, one was related to the other. I don't know anything about okay. that. But that, the way that I learned, I learned of the leukemia diagnosis um, before the ALS diagnosis. Okay, so, so, so I, was, I, I think that they kind of coexisted. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I was curious which one was, I mean, this sounds bad, but which one was actually maybe killing him yeah, faster? Yeah, th- th- definitely the ALS. The ALS like, yeah, was because, the one, I mean, it was immediately, the prominent one. It immediately robbed him of, yeah. of just the necessary muscle. Well, we've know. we've talked about it before because with ALS, you know, your your mind is still intact. Very you were, much, you were very saying much, yeah. That he was able to write emails, but his muscle and not being oh, able yeah, to talk, just but wear his mind out. was. Yeah. So, you know, there's the, like, what would be, and I think it depends on the person, but, you know, with a disease like Alzheimer's, so your mind goes, but your body is still oh, aware. And so it's the, yeah, like, the I mean, op- I think, opposing I think what, force. And it's so. Yeah, <laughs> what Aaron went through, I think, is, is just about the worst yeah. So, so so yeah so on to be aware that it's happening yeah. well and especially for someone that's so full of life that yeah. seems to be so yeah. yeah 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 but i think to know that it's happening to you has to be just i mean to be unaware yeah. that it's happening there's some like peace in like the unawareness mm-hmm. yeah. of it but to know that it's happening to you and to be aware of it just yeah to yeah. me yeah. it feels like a, als is a special kind of hell not the opposite of alzheimer's but like alzheimer's it's way worse because your brain is there while your body is quitting. I, yeah. Like yeah I, I, I think, yeah. I, think I mean, it's not agree. the pain Olympics. No. But, you no, know, that's you know what, what, what yeah. he, right. yeah. What, but, but we've just talked about it before because we've, yeah, it's, it's, you think about like your brain going or your body going. It's got to be so hard. Like I think about my friend Corinne whose dad died of ALS and it was just, horrible for her because that's her dad you think of your dad as like this strong powerhouse and then all of a sudden he's in the hospital eating out of a tube unable to even smile Mm -hmm. but aware of but he Mm -hmm. yeah but you know he wants to communicate with you needs to needs to and like and so there's just this block there it's not like where this person has turned into a child right you know Mm -hmm. what i mean there's this like degenerative brain thing Mm -hmm. that's going on it's a very like you're in a prison mm-hmm. yeah. in prison of your own yeah your yeah. body is quitting and you almost like she said before and not these exact words I don't want to butcher it but kind of that it, you almost wish the brain had gone like that they yeah. were just blissfully unaware right yeah I think of, that's what he I mean as he wrote about it that's what he was you know he said some people just go in their sleep and yeah. that would you know was his was his ultimate wish I right. think um, sorry Bob no, what were you going to no, say next I, I was just around that time like once we got into early 2018 mm-hmm. um, I was talking to our to Gabe uh, you know our good friend and he said he didn't think that it was much longer 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then on April 10th, I think I, I got the call on April 11th, but he died on April 10th. Um, and, and on that same day, we got our, another package in the mail from him. And it was those things that he wanted John to have. Oh, so wow. those actually came the same day that he passed away. Oh my gosh. So we got, um, oh, I made a note of what came. It was, oh, it was a silver plated Snoopy bank that he had <laughs> he had talked about earlier. Um, some Snoopy books and a mug that has Snoopy and Woodstock. I should have brought it. Um, it has Snoopy and Woodstock on one side. And on the other, it says, at times, life is pure joy. And I was like, that is the cup I'll use. And then you just fall down on your knees in front of your mailbox and and just. Well, no, I, but but when I opened it, I didn't know. And I just kind of got the stuff. And then the next day, I was like, oh my gosh, we got that box in the mail that same day. Um, But I love that. I want, because when we, when you told me about this the first time, you kind of had a moment that felt so like mm. real where you just kind of said like that phrase. At times, life is pure joy. Yeah. Yes. yeah and it's just so true. Like, it's at times. Oh my it's gosh. not always. It's like what we were talking about before. The 10. At times, the you ten. get the 10. Yeah. At, li- at times, life is pure, pure joy. Yeah. That's so uh, profound. Well, yeah. And that's every every time that cup is clean. That's the Man. cup I'll use. Um, and I was telling Casey that I'll use it every day until I accidentally break it. Yeah. And then I'll be mad. Or somebody else, you break it. I'll or somebody else comes it. and breaks it. <laughs> um, I'll be mad. And then and then I'll remember that yeah. the stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. That it's the, like, but it to have that, there's something to trigger the memory is nice. The memory yeah. is still there. So, um, and I think that's an important thing. Like we think about somebody like Aaron is like, the fact that, you know, you weren't the greatest of friends, but you connected and yeah. you were both able to provide, provide each other with, you know, some... Well, com- I think that's the important thing about friends is you get a little bit of something from so many different people. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're different connections, it, they don't necessarily mean that one is more profound than the other, other than, like, obviously, or lineage. But, like, you get different things from different friends, different... Well, it's kind of like what we were saying about how you have different soulmates in your life. Like yeah, Aaron's yeah. probably one of your soulmates in one it way, like in, in the be. sense yeah. that I, no, I I would say like yeah. there was Laura is a soulmate to me. There was something yeah. that told me to like you know yeah Re- to, to keep in touch yeah. and like there was something special was like, that you yeah. were drawn to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a good a good friend. So and obviously the fact that you got something from him says that. You were oh, also yeah, I was like mind. a favorite. Yeah. Oh, you were a favorite. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't well, want to upset any other shit. friends that are you listening. You were a piece in his puzzle. Listen, but. Bob, you, <laughs> there we go. The Bob, you're going to get all my shit when I die. <laughs> Sethan's going to be like, take it. Just Fuck, take Laura, you don't want it. No. I have nothing okay. about you. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to mail you it to so you. That, what does that say about me? You're like, you only want the stuff that's valuable. <laughs> oh, no, you don't want, you know I have nothing worth a shit. Well, I get Layla. <laughs> That's true. That's you get Layla. It. That's it. Yeah, I know. You get Layla. I'll give. Yeah, that's it. You you can have her and all of her shit that you've already given her. Bobby, you'll get your fox picture back. Cool. cool. Just get the stuff I brought. <laughs> My take sister will take it. one Everything, fox actually. picture and one pair of milk jeans. Three pairs. Three milk pairs yeah. of milk jeans. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Break was brought to you by Milk Jeans. <laughs> Funeral stories. 
Buy milk jeans. <laughs> I think that's a nice thing about this show that you can take a little roller coaster ride. Yeah. Some people would disagree, but, <laughs> but that's what we like about it. That's what we like about it. I'm glad you like about it. Yeah. So yeah. you're a three time guest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think that we are a roller coaster ride. Yeah, and the later it gets, and the then once we gets. get you on it, you just can't get off. You just yeah. puke out the side. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep riding. Oh, you're think, dangling. By the way, I don't think we discussed this, and we'll get back to the real meat of this episode in a second. But I don't think we discussed this in the first or second. Cool, 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 cool. You break things. I'm breaking shit. The first or second episode we had you on. Bob, because Laura's been on more. I don't know why I'm trying to talk to, my, to the listeners like they don't know. Hey, listeners. Um, hey, listeners. Um, but <laughs> you can hear everything. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so Bob has a silent laugh. <laughs> I thought you were going to edit laugh in. If no, I did we're one not little... that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to record uh, one, though. We haven't gotten one out of you. Uh, we need like a solid. <laughs> oh, that's a hoot. <laughs> it's comical. Oh, that's yeah. No, that's. No, that so he has a silent laugh and then he'll go, that was funny. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> one of those. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not going to translate well on the podcast because yeah. I know we need people to also think we're funny. Uh, I can work on it. So listening back to your episode, I'd be like, so these are all the things we need you to take home and change about yourself. Yeah, if you really want to help us. No, but there was a couple of times. I'm sorry, I didn't you. Did no. I do something? No, was Laura just my kicked legs. me under the table, and I thought she was telling me like. You've gone too far. Cut it out. (laughs) We're done. Because that's usually why I kick her. (laughs) But I'm just stretching my legs. But I feel like, Bob, I feel like you're one of those people that like, if Michelle kicks you under the table, you're like, why are you kicking me? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You just call her out. I feel a foot from somewhere. What? 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 Just say it. (laughs) And she's like, fucking kill you <laughs> go home now i we feel like casey probably knows before she even gets the kick from me she's like it's, it's, I, know, I, know, I know i need I know, a kick i know i know no. i need Laura, a kick. just kick me just kick me <laughs> please put me back on please get me back on track i need a kick speaking of so bob so i guess we're gonna get into the meat of yeah okay so yeah so that was on april 10th Okay, and so he passed away, and and they didn't have a funeral right away. They were going to have sort of a celebration of life. Yeah, sure. What is that called? A Uh, a memorial service. Yeah, memorial service. Yeah, yeah. That's what you couldn't fucking think of. Well, I thought that it's not like (laughs) we should not when it's called celebration of life. I don't think you then turn around and call it memorial service. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Right. Hey, I think that's why I think celebration of life is what it should have been called. Yeah, so way better. Um, so they, so they had that in, at the end of August in Seattle. I I wasn't able to go to that. Um, that was yeah, pretty recent. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. oh, of this year, like of two months year. ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, yeah, yeah. And so all 2018. Oh, I didn't realize it this was is all like recent. Wow, recent. I didn't realize it was this this year that all of this happened. Sorry, I didn't know it was this soon. Yeah, and what they they on Lake Washington, they went out and spread his ashes. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a nice. I think it was great for his friends to get back together and and really celebrate who he was. So, do you want me to? But then, but I, I was oh, going to yeah, say, yeah, then, do that. So then, like only two weeks after that. So, because you didn't realize that no. that was the day he had died, correct? 
Until when you got the package, I mean. Um, when did uh, you find out he had died? Oh, I found out he died like this the, the next the day. next day, like probably April eleventh. Okay, that morning, and so, then yeah, so yeah, that uh, package came on April tenth, and yeah, the same day he passed away. Yeah. Okay. So I have remind me. Never mind. I have a question. Once we're done, not done, but yeah, I have a question. But keep okay. going. I want you to keep going. Okay. So yeah. So then a few months later, they had this the the ceremony or the. So memorial service. Memorial service. The ceremony. Okay. Start three, two, service. one. So then, a few months after that, they had the memorial service. Mm-hmm. Yes. That um, and then on September twelfth, um, my friend Gabe posted um, a CNN article to Facebook, and this was about um, about Aaron, and I didn't know anything about um, about Aaron or why CNN would be covering or. Um, Posting a story about him, but there was a picture of him and um, read, a, a headline, that headline that says "Terminally Ill Man Chooses His Last Day." So for for me, that article posted and sort of made sense. Yeah, I got it. And like the things that people had talked about, um, my friend Gabe had mentioned that, that one time when he said, "I think it's coming." Like I think it's soon. Like the article talks about that process that he must have started to obtain the drugs. Um, he must have started that process well before um, he got that final diagnosis, at, 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 at which point mm-hmm. he could fill the prescription is how that article makes it sound. But he and never he, mentioned it to you in any emails no, or anything? No, he never mentioned any of the emails. Um, which is interesting because he asked yeah. for suge- like suggestions or yeah. what would you do? I mean, like, yeah, th- th- in the article, like, I don't think either of us have time to, to I think you'll post it. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, when he leaves, I'll mm-hmm. read it. Yeah. So, but it it goes through um, just the you know the the process and how long it took and and how scary it was for him to. He says to, it's like waking up every morning in quicksand. It's yeah. terrifying. Oh God. Yeah. And so so what he was going through and then the idea that that if he got the the drugs and he had them then he had the the peace of mind to know that if it ever got so bad he could end it. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, the the article talks about how the drug sat in his in his cu- cupboard for a while, and he didn't know when the right time was. And he talks about the how do you plan for that? Like when is it right? What's the right time? And mm-hmm. um, there was Christmas, and so he wanted to wait till after Christmas. And then his sister and um, think her twin boys came, and they went on a little vacation, and it just totally wiped him out. Mm-hmm. And um, he knew though that that was probably the last time he was going to spend time with them, and. Um, they went to, I think they took the boat to Victoria, uh, British Columbia. Um, yeah. And so, um, he must've got to a point where either it was that bad and which no doubt it would months before that was that bad. Um, but it was that bad and, um, he came to peace with it. So there's a group, um, the article goes on to talk about, um, I think it's end of life Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a volunteer that comes and just helps with that process and and takes you through administering the drugs and um so yeah it it was definitely a hard thing for him because he he was just and, and sad you know I like think that, he was just not ready to just kind of accept that sure it was never going to get better the article says like he got it um in I don't know when he got it but he intended to take it in February mm-hmm. and then maybe mid-March and then Maybe y'all just make it through Christmas and then, you know, but he didn't want to ruin anyone's holiday. Mm-hmm. And, 
Yeah, and that was when it came, he came for a visit. And then the quote that I really wanted to read was, no one is ever really ready to die. There will always be a reason not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's mm-hmm. just like so fucking powerful. Yeah. Um, and he must have wanted to tell the story. Um, and that's kind of why I feel comfortable enough to talk to you guys about, you know, yeah. kind of what he went yeah. through. because. He shared it, and he wanted people to know. Um, and you know, it's a, when we have elections and things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we need to things, like think about the things that really impact the people we need that to we vote love humanely. And, yeah, yeah, and like, like if we're giving people liberty and justice, and like let them have liberty yeah. to decide what they and want to do with their life. Yeah. So, well, you would choose to put your dog down to be humane yeah, to it. Yeah. Why not choose it's, to put your yeah, dad so, or your brother yeah. or your yeah, mm-hmm, and and one down. And yeah, um, but thankfully there's people like the the woman that helped them through that process, yeah. and his good friend Karen was a big part of 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 that, I'm sure too. And there's um, no greater act of love than to like mm-hmm. do something like that in my mind, like to really like give love yeah. in a time like that. Yeah. So, and she had reached out to all of his friends that week before and said, "I I'm putting together a prayer um, a prayer." Uh, they're like a Tibetan prayer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, you can picture it. Yep, but it has it has little <laughs> panels for each of the prayer. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, what all of his friends had written to say um, favorite memories or just you know well wishes. Those things that he had mentioned to me, like. But he talked a lot about energy. Yeah, so, gave him yeah. that circle of energy, and so. Um, she needed to have these by this certain time on this certain day. It might be too late if you don't get them to me by this certain time. And so I was like, he must be really sick. Yeah. Um, and but then I I started reading the article. Like, okay, this makes sense. And um, we sent you know we sent something there, and he had that when he when he passed. As he had I think four or five friends that were there sort of with him that day. Um, I like the thing about the music that he yeah. Chose. Oh yeah, and, and then like you have to chore. I mean, this is like what you're t- like you're thinking about your exit. Like, your exit. And well, like, and talk about the pills and how you have to one by one. Yeah, it sounded like from the article. I haven't I haven't actually talked to any of my friends even about this process. Mm-hmm. All I know is what I've I've read in that article. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the woman came and helped them administer the the pills, which I think there's a hundred pills um, that you have to empty one by one. Yeah. So she does that and she counts them and makes sure that everything's good in terms of the medicine. Um, in terms of taking the medicine, um, one of the critical things is that you have to administer the medicine to yourself. Yeah. So if one day you wake up and you've crossed that, mm-hmm. you know, where you can't, you've crossed the bridge, you've crossed, you know, yeah. you've lost the faculties to administer the drug, then, yeah, your window has passed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so that weighed on him. So she's there. She helps no administer pressure. the drugs. And, and if anything were to happen to those drugs, yeah. you know, you'd go back, I think, yeah. into this circus of Having getting the prescription filled again. So so there has to, the woman that's there that puts the, that breaks up the pills yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So there's someone kind of there that's representative like is this a nurse or something um or? I, I think there may have been a nurse there as well uh, the way but it's, what i got from the article was almost it was it was almost like a hospice yeah okay. but, he was in hospice yeah. care in his home so um i i think that he had the medical care that they well and and i don't even know i don't know what sort of medical care you need to to just administer a drug to yourself and the thing was that you oof. can't you know you yeah. have to make sure that drug stays well, and down I think so the important thing that i personally want to kind of get out with this podcast and kind of create a dialogue about is that 
we think about, for some reason, we think about this dying with dignity as like assisted suicide. Right. And I don't like that because, no. and I think Aaron does a really great job in his, I guess, posthumous article because he <laughs> says like, um, he, he was very clear that, look, I don't want to die. I just don't want it to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. I want it. I, d- I didn't want to get leukemia and ALS. But I want to be in control of my exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and my loved ones to be prepared. And I don't want to just... I want And I want to die at home. I don't mm-hmm. want to die in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to be in control of my destiny in yeah. this mm-hmm. instance. Because he had no control. I got dealt some shitty cards. Yeah. So and I think it's important to kind of change the way we look at... I love yeah. the phrase death, you know, dying with dignity versus assisted suicide. Because it mm-hmm. just feels For like... Sure. A very harsh term. And I think I think it's part of the stigma that we place on suicide. For sure. Oh, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Oh. I think that's exactly right. Y- you're very right. Bob, yeah. So, that. so yeah. For I mean, from and, and this was the weirdest part. And this is what I want. Like when we started talking about the potential here for just a story yeah. to share it was just like kind of the small world aspect of it. That like this person that you have went through this with that you think you were really you know close you know i mean obviously we were very close but um there's just this you know all these other things that were happening that That i didn't know about so um you know like anything uh it's that's sort of how how we operate so how would you in that situation what would you do if i'm Aaron? yeah oh i i'm i think i would man I'd like to say I was strong enough to do what he did. I like the way you phrased that. Yeah. Because yeah. that is, it does take, it's a feat, and that's why he put it off for so long. Yeah. Because it's not an easy choice. And I would also you don't imagine die. that, um, so say you, right, okay, this is going to be the day that I do it, and you call your friends, and you arrange it, and then you have a beautiful day with him, and you think, well, this was a wonderful day. Maybe that's, I still yeah. have more exactly wonderful days. The article. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, yeah. how do you pick your last good day when you know, you know that you still have the potential yeah. to have more good ones I yeah. think I I would say for Aaron it was probably pretty rare to have a good yeah. you know, like a good day it was just like well, yeah, a good version of point, really bad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but he he Fair. loved his what, the, what I again I don't know the guy but what I got right. from the article was that he was trying to find the good in every day so it was mm-hmm. almost like he's getting he he's trying to find his will to live and when that was gone it was mm-hmm. that was when it had to happen right. so and also it was almost like he got so close to not being able to do it himself it sounded like that yeah, yeah. but he like he he also got such joy just out of the love from karen mm-hmm. and his friends and and even just music like art and these these small mm-hmm. like you say small things but things that you know, yeah, you're not going to Disney World every day. You might just be sitting in your home. You're hoping you can feed yourself, and you're listening to, uh, you know, like you find peace. Like, yeah, you can still, you know, find listen something to some blues, some jazz, yeah. and mm-hmm. just yeah. So I don't know. I think that I think it's a conversation that's important to have. And you know, it's a conversation I don't think I've ever had. I mean, this is never like until it touches yeah. your life. Like you don't yeah. really think about it, but yeah. But we. But what are you gonna? I mean. You know, I talked briefly about like the Alzheimer's gene that I have, mm-hmm. and and I know that that's. I'm not saying I'm going to get Alzheimer's, but it is kind of like shocking. And I know that if it ever gets to that point where I have to 
well, and I can't make the decision. Like, yeah, I'm that's just, really scary. I mean, I don't. I, maybe I mean, we could contemplate it. Yeah, I hope so. But like, I just want to say that, like, I would want to die with dignity. I yeah. don't want Layla to have to see me forget her. Yeah, I don't yeah. want that. I don't want anyone I love to see me that way. And I just, yeah. I, it's a pride thing. It's a dignity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, would you do the same? Oh yeah. I mean. Well, there are like there sometimes again. some days I just think, yeah, just I mean, on. there again, it's I'd like to think that I would if I was at that point or, you know, a situation like Alzheimer's or something like that. For sure. I'd like to think it's a very brave decision that mm-hmm. I would be able to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like to think that I would be able to. And I think it's currently only two states in the United States. Have. Right. It's Oregon and Washington. Really? I think mm-hmm. that. 100% we should all be given the option for sure. if we have that you know yeah. if we have a terminal illness yeah I think let's it's agree just... on let's, let's agree on the <laughs> can we just on, agree on that on cutting some or, or agree on the framework and yeah and go and just yeah. yeah let's make it a fucking federal yeah mm-hmm. but also yeah anyway so but for yeah I think th- and, and you know I like talking about Aaron and I think maybe his friends will like hearing us talk about Aaron yeah and if um, any of Aaron's friends want to join us we'd love to have you because yeah. I'd like to yeah kind of fill in the blanks and that's kind of what we do here is we want to remember the people I mean he sounds like a really interesting guy he sounds like someone I would have been friends oh, with definitely. Oh, yeah. like I would have yeah. gotten along really like, well you know he's a really good guy you know, a little snarky and you yeah. know oh, tells, you how he, tells you how he feels oh I love that's it that's what I need yeah, you need that and he's got the silver hair you don't want to waste time with anything else yeah. <laughs> no no, I might just cry hysterically in front of you, but the next day I'll be like, you were right. <laughs> yes, that is very Casey. You were right. Yeah. Sorry about my reaction. Yeah. But that's just my real that's, response. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yeah. Aaron could handle it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry, baby. I'm <laughs> sorry, baby. <laughs> don't, I don't know. Um, no one should be sorry. <sighs> Anything else you want to add, Bob? Oh, no. I told my wife I was coming to help you. So, if you don't need any more help, I have. A, you want to clean the fridge? <laughs> no, no, I got my own fridge. You got a big help. Yeah, Bob is leaving for vacation tomorrow morning, and he has not packed. Oh, yet. Yeah, you know the feeling you have oh, when, wow. before you go to Myrtle Beach for a week. That high Myrtle that you're, Beach, you're riding. Beach, Myrtle Beach. Yeah. God, I mean, don't get in the water. Yonka, right now. Yonka family is going to be in Myrtle Beach. How, who else is Bill going? No, my mom oh. is though. Honey. Send me a selfie of you and your mom. Wait, what's her name? Honey. Her name's Honey? No, that's what John calls her. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. And she's coming back here, though, right? Yep. You may even meet her. She might be on this show. Oh, my God. Send her my way. (laughs) Send her my way. I don't think she knows what a podcast is. It's fine. That's even better. (laughs) Then we could just dive right in. Now I'm just going to stroll by your house next week and... Microphone honey. in your face. Yeah. Reality show honey. podcast. Yeah. Hey, honey. It's Casey. Yeah, so you'll see, honey. Yeah. And we'll be back soon. And I'm sure Bob will be back. I hope with no new funeral stories. No. Yeah. I think we've got him covered. No, I mean, no one else does. No one new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody does. Listen, just keep it. Just keep it all tight. Make sure nothing, <laughs> nobody dies. Yeah. But I'm sure you'll, between now and then, remember another story that you forgot happened to you. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you a question. So when, so this was 2018. I'll be quick. Sorry. So the 2018, <laughs> when he died, did you, because did it kind of, your most impactful death of your father, did it kind of open up wounds or? Not really. No? No. 
Because it was kind of at a distance. <laughs> no, I would say like I, I, I honestly feel like I think there's some sort of regret tied to that some guilt or with Aaron or or no, I think your dad. I don't feel like the deaths that have impacted me most that I have regret about how that relationship or how yeah, I see how that all went down. I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Like with my dad, I wish he was here. Yeah, that's. But yeah. like in in life, I feel like we both we we both you know told each other exactly mm-hmm. sort of how, how we felt, mm-hmm. and even with Aaron, I feel like. Had I never reached out to Aaron and I kind of, oh, this friend, he got sick. I don't mm-hmm. know. Read an article on CNN about it. Yeah, that would be, yeah. And then I would be like, but I don't. I like, I've got, I feel like we had a connection yeah. and I could have given more to that friendship, I'm yeah. sure. Sure, yeah. But um, I feel like we were, you know, we were good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't have any regret. So get it all out there. Lay it all <laughs> out there. Like yeah. tell your loved ones. Yeah, tell everything. don't. Yeah. yeah, don't hold anything back. Don't hold, don't back. hold anything back. I think that's a good no. way to wrap just it up. Actually, yeah. yeah, just reach out to them. Yeah. Hey, okay. Especially some people that. Minutes. I will say that's one thing. I would say my friend Anne is one person that's really taught me that in life is just when you have someone in your life that you want to say something nice to, say it to them. Like you think something nice about them. Hey tell them that was my new year's resolution this last year is like when i see someone especially a woman and i think something nice just tell them yeah like you have a beautiful smile you have great hair i love that dress what you selling what you selling (laughs) (laughs) yeah right that's definitely i'm gonna be met with that yeah anyway but so what do you think laura well i think what do you think what do you think bob oh good question (laughs) don't tell us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how should we wrap this one up i think i mean is there anything else you'd like to add bob or you think no i think you guys i think we did like, i got a pack so uh, <laughs> well i would say um put together the puzzle of your life because it all ends in a few bye thanks bob Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories, and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.